welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. We're back with another episode of Fracture Line. Um, I get to be the host today, Zach Brahman, because uh, um, Dr. Mark Criscow thought it would be easy to take a day off of uh, Fracture Line, so uh, he's not here today. But I get to uh, I get to host this session, which I'm very excited for, and I'm joined here today with uh, with uh, Sarah and Whitbeck, our CEO, as well as uh, Dr. Brad Falix, um, who is uh, down in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Dr. Falix, welcome to the show. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your practice, and kind of uh, you know any any other interesting facts you want to tell us? Well, Dr. Bauman and Sarah, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's great to be part of the long line of uh, amazing guests that you had on this podcast. I am from New York originally and did my residency at Northwell Health, which is actually the same system I was born in, and both my kids were born in. Um, I did some research at the University of Michigan and then did uh, a fellowship uh, in trauma critical care at Stanford. And now I'm here at Honor Health Osborne Medical Center in Scottsdale, Arizona, which Sarah and I were just talking about is a little bit warmer than Utah. Uh, this time of year, and I'm sure Nebraska as well. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. You had to work with um, Dr. Joe Forrester? Oh, uh, he's my main mentor in this uh, line of work um, and taught me pretty much everything I know about rib fracture management. Uh, operative rib, rib fracture management. No, it's great. Uh, well, thank you for uh, joining us today. Um, I think that you have some, uh, I mean, November is a big month. Uh, not only are we doing our uh, fundraising drive, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, later in this uh, episode, but uh, it's also NOFO, and I think um, you're going to give us a little bit. You're going you're going to fill us in a little bit on NOFO, which is uh, November 16th, right? Correct, November 16th, all day long. It's going to be pretty awesome. But uh, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what you've been doing um, to prepare for it and what the agenda kind of looks like? Yeah, so we have a full day planned of online activities and uh, cases. We're focusing recently on older patients, and I know we did octogenarians in. Uh, October, as uh, the name suggests, and we're going to be focusing on some nonagenarians. We'll have some case presentations, um, some expert panels. And so, uh, shameless plug for anyone listening, please join us on the 16th. It's a Wednesday, I believe, and it's going to be all day CWIS fun. Even if you've never been to an online CWIS event, we're going to have a good day. And I can also plug the case review series. And if you're listening, you know about the Fracture Line podcast. So it's going to be just as good and just as fun. Absolutely. So am I supposed to shave for this event or should I just grow it out? No shave November could be no foe, no shave November. (sighs) This trend, you guys, this bearded trend of November. It's terrible. It sticks every I'm gonna, year. I'm going to grow it out. I'm going to see what I can grow. I don't grow a lot of facial hair. I mean, I do, but I don't. It, look, it always looks funny, I think, on me anyway. Yeah, no. Funny. You know what the whole no shave November makes me? Grateful for December 1st. So <laughs> it does ensue. That then gratitude comes. I, I think that's what that does. It's you know, good. there's actually, there's one for every month, Sarah. You know, I don't know if you've heard of <laughs> Manuary um, oh or God. Forgot to Shave February. For mustache March, um, April, uh, maybe I'll shave this month, maybe not. Uh, Juno, I don't think I'll shave this month either. And do you like me to shave? Too bad. And August, I'm not going to shave this month either. And uh, September beard. 
and um, October and No Shave November. And like then it. you can shave yeah, in December, I guess. That's I, like I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Now I have yeah. no reason to shave ever. This, is, this no. explains the entire Philadelphia Phillies team. Can I, can I ask, Dr. Fallick, that was, with, with all those months, did you make those up on the spot? Oh no, goodness. no, no. That is, um, I'm not that good. Because I was impressed. I was like, holy cow, this guy is really good. Sorry. <laughs> Even just remembering them all. Um, we do have a couple of interesting, when, when Dr. Falix mentioned there are some cool panels going on, um, I wanted to just highlight a couple of them that are coming up. One of them, so we have Anushka, Dr. Anushka Baga, um, who's talking about motherhood and surgical training. She recently released some research about what she went through during she um, had twins and um you know, ended up becoming fascinated with the process that women go through if they're, you know, trying to balance, you know, young families in in the midst of their surgical training as she was, you know, kind of struggling with with very classic young mom kinds of issues with nursing and, you know, just, I mean, needing to nurse and, and you know, some of those issues, but also being a, a, I believe she was in a residency, but needing to do the other classic things the residents need to do and how to balance all those pressures, you know, and, and, and is there really a, a balance? And so she's going to be talking about this. Re and so then that, I should say, kind of spurred some research um, that she ended up doing about how other, other women have handled those same, you know, those same uh, pressures and if there are strategies to be implemented, etc. And so that then um, is going to be followed up with a facilitated discussion with some of the key thought leaders and, and notable voices in, in our society. Dr. K is going to be participating. Uh, Dr. Adam K and Dr. Allison K are going to be participating, talking about, you know, kind of the unicorn of life balance um, and, and what that looks like. Um, Dr. Sarah Majersik, who's one of our our talented and longstanding um, CWIS members um, and and also, you know, is, is in the consistent battle of, you know, trying to balance everything with, with a super busy life um, as well. For Nikki Warner um, and how, she, you know, she's balancing uh, in, in her world and, and just, you know, kind of looking at the different styles that people can can take to make that work. So I think that segment in particular is going to be interesting. Um, and so I'm really excited about, about that component. And I, I think we're going to, to learn a lot about how, you know, again, how this research has been conducted, but then maybe more anecdotally, how people have implemented those types of practices, um, in their daily, daily world. So I'm excited to, uh, to be sharing some of that. Yep, spoiler alert. The way you do it is you have your block time from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Last night, once again, I was in the operating room at 12 o'clock midnight doing a gallbladder because that's the first available time I had to do the operation. So um, yeah, that's high. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. My sister says you just eat standing, you know, she just, and then she's like, then no matter what, I'm. I'm, you know, on the wiggle, like whatever happens, I, I can move quickly, you know, <laughs> I'm agile. <laughs> we, we actually do that a lot. We have the kids sitting at the table and my wife and I, after we've already fed, set them all up, we stand outside and start eating. <laughs> That's 
exactly it. My, my brother's been traveling a lot lately. And so she has the three kids around the table and she just stands as she's eating and kind of hovers, you know, and like waits to see who's going to make a mess first or who needs whatever. So I don't know if you're struggling, maybe stand while you're eating. That, that sounds particularly relaxing, I'm sure. So uh, anyway, I, I think there will be some, some really cool things that, that come out of the day. We are also going to be having a fascinating talk um, about serratus blocks um, from Dr. Dr. Alan Race, who we have um, featured here on the, the pod. Uh, oh gosh, it's been... Not weeks. quite, Couple, yeah, yeah, six weeks maybe, I think. Um, but he's fascinating. He's from Hull um, in, in the UK and has just some really innovative and interesting ideas and, and is convinced that, um, or, or determined to convince us why the serratus block is the best block and why everyone can, can implement it in their practice. So I think some of those those are maybe kind of off the beaten path. We'll have obviously our normal, as, as Dr. Falix mentioned, we'll have case review, we'll have you know, some, some journal club, kind of the classic things, but then also, you know, spice it up a little bit with, with some of these other things. So if you don't already have it on your calendar, Wednesday, November 16th, um, and then, and as we've mentioned in the past, it's one long zoom call. So you can, you can hop in and out as necessary with your schedule. If you can just pop in for 20 minutes and, and listen a little bit and then dash back out the door, no problem. Um, and then join us again when it, when it fits your schedule through the day. So, or block your whole day because it's going to be amazing and you're not going to want to miss any of it. And uh, that'll be even better. I know I'm listening to the whole thing. I think it sounds great. I don't want to miss a minute. So, Dr. Falix, I have a question for you. Uh, you know, you're, you're fresh out of fellowship. It hasn't been too long since you were there. How's the, the transition to, um, you know, being faculty now? And specifically, how's the transition been, you know, in terms of you went into a system that was already doing some rift fixation, but how did... How's that transition been for you? Has it been pretty smooth, pretty easy, or have, what types of um, information, educational purposes, uh, pointers can you give to our listeners that may, might be of the younger um, group and still haven't been out there practicing on their own yet? Yeah, good question. So I I was lucky enough to have uh, two of my senior partners that were doing it already, and several of my orthopedic colleagues that were doing it. However, there were still um, sort of uh, I don't want to say hiccups, but things that I'm I'm only a few months in and I'm still kind of working on. For example, that's privileges was something I never thought that I would have trouble getting, but it was sort of limited to thoracic and it, not in a malignant way, um, but just that thoracic did all the vats and I'm still having to, I'm almost, almost done getting privileges, but I'm still having to convince that, oh no, I only want it when I'm in the chest. Anyway, I'm doing rib plating and I need to wash out and look for a diaphragmatic hernia and slash or using an intrathoracic plating system, I don't need wedge uh, or lobectomy uh, privileges. That was something that I wasn't able to do at first when I arrived. And so I'm sure every system is different. You know, every health system is different. And then also we were not, uh, we didn't have all the systems that I had trained with the plating systems. And so I had to go out and request um, that Honor Health um, get external plating system that I'm used to. We had some other ones. On top of that, a lot of people were plating, but everybody was sort of doing their own thing. And so I think, you know, as the evidence comes out and um, CWIS's guidelines and recommendations come out, um, I'm going to be focused on really having, rather than a, a bunch of separate services, having sort of a program, chest wall injury, you know, a center that has, no matter who is on, whether they plate ribs, my partners, or whichever orthopedic surgeon is on, 
um, having a, a protocol that um, anyone can sort of follow. Awesome. That's some fantastic advice. I think, uh, you know, anyone that's listening to this, to this podcast, you know, please take that to heart and um, recognize that that is like, I, you know, I, I travel out a lot, um, you know, to teach courses and just to like, try to help people get uh, rip fixation up and running in their institution. And, and I hear those, those exact things a lot, um, you know, from various uh, members of the organization, as well as people that aren't part of a C was just looking to get started um, as they, you know, try to undertake this uh, procedure. So, I think one of the interesting things is, you know, as you imagine when people are just starting up, you're a person who's been doing it, you're committed to it, you recognize the value, you've had enough successes with it to be able to say, no, this is worth it. I'm willing to cross these bridges, you know, and, and go over these hurdles to make this happen, you know. And so that's that's something that I think is is admirable. But you can imagine for people that are maybe considering it, have heard about it, read an article or two, maybe know someone who's done it, it's easy to see where that would be rate limiting for them. Or they would say, well, nah, you know, I'm sure I'll figure it out sometime or (laughs) or have some sort of, once they reach that first hurdle, then maybe back off. And so I can see where, you know, or we see where there's a place that, that we can help fill a need, but not necessarily something we can always fill, you know? I mean, there may be places where we can suggest things, but there are obviously, like you've mentioned, you know, site-specific things that that CWIS can't necessarily support members. So I think there, there are unique and interesting challenges like that at, at each facility, and I'm glad that you're, you were able to traverse them. I think the more we find them and, and try to identify solutions for, for our members or even potential members, I, I think those are really useful lessons. So hopefully you're taking good notes that, that we can all, all learn from. Definitely. I was, I was lucky to have institutional buy-in and not be uh, the sort of pioneer that I heard about last week uh, with Dr. Gross on, on there. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I think that the mentorship from this society and my mentors, and if I ever have a question, um, you know, I, I did uh, train at Stanford where Joe Forrester had to set one up. Um, and he, and I know the people at M- and MUSC, and I've read the the papers about how, um, they started their programs. And so I'm really modeling what my plan is based on what this society has has put out there and my mentorship. So I encourage anyone listening to this who doesn't have um, senior partners or, or the sort of institutional buy-in that I'm lucky enough to have to reach out to either myself or um, anyone else on this call or use the um, shameless plug CWIS Slack channel. We're all here to help you. And uh, I'm going through it right now. So it's awesome. Well, thank you for, we're all about shameless plugs. It's all about shameless plugs. Exactly. Um, I, I unfortunately missed Dr. Gross's, um, for fresher line, um, interview and I haven't listened to it yet. Did he comment about his cryoablation? I had to actually wrote a, write a letter for him. It, that's definitely something that we can do for anyone who is trying to do something that is a little out of the, out of the box in their facility and in, in their institution. We all do crazy, some crazy stuff. And um, I, I actually wrote a letter to explain to him that this is normal and this is something that he should be able to do and that, that help him get privileges in his facility to do it. And that's a senior part. I mean, he's a senior guy. So let alone someone who's just trying to get into a, into a new program, into a new place. So please use us. That's, our, that's, one, of our, that's one of our key, I think, goals of, of, of being a society is that um, we, we, tr- we strive to be the experts in the field and we strive to really push the science of refractory repair forward and we're here to help you um, fulfill that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I have to ask, being from New York, 
New York Giants? Have you converted to Arizona Cardinals? I mean, like, where, where's your alliance? Where's your allegiance like? It's a bold question. It's a bold I question. I do like the Jets, actually. Ooh. And although, you know, we're having a, a decent year, I, I'm um, wary of how I, I've been let down many times. And so, you know, being a <laughs> Knicks fan and a Jets fan, you know, at least I have my Michigan Wolverines. Uh, yes. You know, they're not a the visual helmet. Podcast, yeah. But I'm feeling like Adam Schefter back here and I got my Michigan helmet behind mm-hmm. me so um, that's where i'm hanging my hat pun intended uh <laughs> and hopefully we beat ohio state on thanksgiving weekend i like it those fighting words we have we have a few buckeyes from the ohio state in the uh in the audience so i oh i imagine yeah Sarian, do you have uh, some uh, updates for us for the uh, organization? Well, as noted, we are 12 days from the November Forum. Um, we also have kicked off our November giving campaign. Um, Dr. Bauman, I, I know you're steeped in the process. You want to talk a little bit about what the development committee is all about right now? Yeah, so it's... Uh... It's a great month. It's November Giving Month. Uh, we're, uh, we went live on November 1st with our uh, giving campaign. I think you heard uh, Dr. Gross speak a little bit about that last week. Um, and so you just got to log on to the website. Uh, I'm sure that there'll be multiple uh, emails coming out with the link to, uh, to log on and donate money uh, to the organization to help raise money, mainly to support um, members. A lot of our um, younger junior members uh, that want to come out to the, uh, the summit uh, in April, uh, as well as try to help support them, uh, you know, because obviously we know that uh, that can get expensive, especially when you're still in training. Uh, and so that's where um, a lot of that money is going to be utilized, as well as maybe even some uh, cash prizes for uh, some of the, uh, um, we're going to have a little competition for the uh, abstracts this year and uh, uh, some cash prizes uh, going out um, as well for that. So that'll be very exciting. Um, but please, please, please um, uh, log on. We've set a goal of $10,000 for the month of November to raise. Uh, we've already had a great start. Um, the board uh, members, as well as the executive committee, have all committed um, to donating money um, to the uh, campaign. And so we please uh, ask that the membership follow suit and, and uh, let's try to accomplish this goal of $10,000. I think, uh, you know, with our membership being over 700 people, uh, I think that it's uh, definitely obtainable. Uh, and, you know, any, any amount uh, is very helpful and beneficial. And we really appreciate um, the member support uh, in doing this. Um, like I said, anything that you guys can uh, can provide, we will take. Bright, obnoxiously fuchsia button right on the front of our homepage right now. So you it, it you just cannot miss it. So click it and uh, anything helps. So that'll be great. Um, as far as other updates, all of our education is being rolled into the November forum this month. So you won't see any other education going on other than that one big day. So hopefully you can try to participate in um, in that event. We will be back to regular programming in December. So we do have case review, um, we have a webinar planned, you know, normal normal things to come, but we'll wait and um, announce all of those things as, as once we get through the NOFA. I think abstracts are due for summit at the end of the month. Oh my goodness, they are due. It's very exciting. So I am in that very special panic place where I will, I will be candid. No abstracts have been submitted as of today, November 4th, which is always that point. Like we get to this point every year and I start to get this panicky feeling and I tell Dr. White like, oh my gosh, what if this is the year where no one contributes any science? And then we always get flooded with, with abstracts. And he looks at me like, you know, 
are you serious? You're so dumb. Like, so this is, we're in that squishy phase. If anyone could at least maybe just submit one so I can stop panicking that we won't have any science at the meeting, that'd be really helpful. Uh, just a shout out. All I need is one. I think it's important to, to call out this year is that it's a hard and fast deadline, November 30th, midnight. Yes. We're not going to extend it this year. I know that we've done that in the past a little bit, but this year, um, just for um, efficiency and sake of time and everything, it's going to be a hard and fast November 30th, midnight deadline. So please get it in before then. Okay. Yep. For abstracts, um, the fellowship awards, if you want to apply for the CUSKLS Martin Fellowship or and also nominations for the Bill Long Award. So everything, November 30th. And then praying that everything goes well, the website is all going to switch over December 1st and you will see a brand new interface. So that week of, you know, right after Thanksgiving leading into will be, it'll be a big week for CUS. We we have a lot planned in the next uh, four-ish weeks between now and and the new year. This is, this is a pretty critical time for CUS. So it's final stitch time. Let's go ahead and uh, let's do our final stitch. Does anyone have uh, something that they want to start off with uh, for the final stitch? Well, I just think, I guess because of the time, you know, we, we are in uh, the first week of November or second week of November, but there's only about five days left before um, election day. And um, nothing, nothing, nothing political here other than just get out and vote. If you want something to be done, you need to have a voice. And so go out there take time out from work, whatever, just get out to, to, a, to a, you know, ballot box and put in what you want. And then hopefully our politicians will hear us and we'll, we'll keep going forward. So just please, no matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, whatever, just go out and vote. Indeed. And to our Brazilian members, their, their presidential election was just on last Sunday. So yeah, it's, uh, it is the time of politics, it appears, or the time of voting, it appears. I guess uh, I'll go next. Mine's going to be a little bit serious this week. Um, I just want to say thank you to the membership. Thank you to uh, everyone that listens in. And, you know, I just, I've been reflecting a lot. Uh, found out yesterday on my travels back to the United States that one of our ICU nurses was unfortunately killed in a car crash uh, yesterday here in uh, Omaha. And it just made me just reflect and remember that, uh, you know, life is such a, a precious thing. And, um, you know, I just, I'm so grateful for, everything that this organization has uh, provided all of us and, you know, specifically myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just grateful to have you all as friends and, and be able to call you all colleagues. And, and uh, I just think, uh, you know, what we've created here and, and uh, the founding fathers of the organization is truly an amazing thing. And um, it's just never something to take for granted, you know, just keep working to always make it better and, and making ourselves better uh, on a daily basis. So, so thank you all. And um, I wish you all a great uh, rest of the week. Same to you. I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sorry. How do I follow that? I just want to reiterate to our listeners how sort of approachable this society has been. And, you know, I'm only a member for, this is only my second year of membership, but, you know, compared to some of the big ACS and things like that, the summit was such a, a delight, you know, just to be in all in one room together and sitting next to the Founding Fathers of Society and then have you all be so approachable i really uh i really appreciate it and i've learned so much about rib fracture management and sternal fracture management in just a short amount of time so okay guys thank you again for having me have a great day